This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Please welcome Drew Barrymore. because we are ending our New York premiere week with a very special guest today. He is such an epic Grammy, Emmy, Tony Award winning actor who recently reprised his iconic Broadway role in the musical adaptation um, in film of Dear Evan Hansen. Um, Today also happens to be his birthday, so that's cool too. So... In honor of his musicality, I'm hoping we can sing him happy birthday. Um, Please welcome this extremely talented and someone who's able to challenge humanity better than any actor I've ever seen in my life, Ben Platt. Happy to see you. I'm happy to see you too. How I'm, are you? Funny enough, I started stalking you early, um, <laughs> and a lot of it was motivated by the Dear Evan Hansen because I got to see you in the show. But like you purged on a daily basis for that show. I've never seen anything like it. How did you get yourself there? It's a question that I'm still figuring out how to answer many years later. I mean, I think. It was different every day because theater is such a live, organic, changing thing. I feel like the main reason why it was doable to kind of muster that every day was because I saw firsthand every day how it was affecting people and how moved people were, especially young people, by the story and how more than any piece of art that I've ever had the privilege of being involved in, it really changed people's paths. Like they would walk in and then walk out different in some way. And and it would start conversations, intergenerational conversations, especially between parents and kids. And all of that just felt so much bigger than my own physical exhaustion or whatever, emotional exhaustion. And so if there was ever a day where I got to the theater and I was like, how am I gonna climb this mountain today? Or how am I gonna make this happen today? I would read some of the beautiful letters that fans send. I would look online and see, you know, people who were coming for the first time who had been waiting months to be there, just reminding myself that this has such a greater power than than me. When you spread the message of this film, it's so unifying. And now that it is a film, you 
don't have to miss it if you can't get to Broadway. And I love that. And I was just so relieved that this story would continue to have the life that it has. Me too. Um, something that um, has had a little bit of a life of its own with, with that I've been a part of. And there's a budding uh, journalist um, in high school uh, that gets to um, interview the cast of your, your film. Oh, yes. At the press course. junket. Yes, I loved meeting her. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, let's take a look yeah. um, at this. Hi, everyone. Hi, Drew. Hi, Ben. It's me, Josie Geller, and thanks for trusting me with this very important job of talking to the cast of Dear Evan Hansen. I'm so excited. I'm a little nervous, but mostly excited. And I've always wanted to be a journalist, and this is a really great resume builder. <laughs> wow, I can't believe I'm here with cameras and everything. <laughs> Wish me luck. I'm here with the cast of Dear Evan Hansen. <laughs> Thank you guys for letting me ask you some questions. Um, you were singing live on film, right? Yeah, we did. Mm -hmm. We did. We got to sing in person in, in dining rooms and bedrooms and living rooms and school hallways and <laughs> to each other in each other's faces. <laughs> when you were in high school, what did you want to be? Amanda? I wanted to be a director. Oh, <laughs> you gonna do it? Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to be a doctor. Ooh. Um, yeah. I'm probably not gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're healing people just fine. I wanted to be an actor on Broadway. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> I think that's what they call the definition of irony. <laughs> Danny? Uh, Josie, I wanted to be so many things. I wanted to be a baseball player. I wanted to be a lawyer. Uh, but ultimately, deep down, I really wanted to be an actor. I'm glad you found your dream. Me too, thank you. Aw. I feel like Julianne's gonna think I'm saying this just because I like to repeat everything she says because I love her so much. But I also wanted to be a doctor, but I couldn't pass chemistry, so I had to look in like the things that I had an aptitude for, so I went into dance, actually. <laughs> um, I'm wearing my prom dress. Did anyone go to prom or have a prom story? You're nodding your head, Ben. I did go to prom, it was really fun, and I went with my best friend, Beanie Feldstein, who is also an actor, and she was my date. Um, and for our prom photo, we both did the arms that Eva Peron does, um, like this. <laughs> Amanda. Um, it was probably my gayest moment in all of high school. Uh, <laughs> I went in a suit. Uh, I took my best friend, who's a girl. And um, I felt very comfortable and proud. <laughs> I went to prom. I actually went to, um, to four proms because I always had an older boyfriend, but it was diminishing returns. So by the time I got to be a senior, I didn't have a boyfriend, so I had to go with my best friend's brother, Kenny, and I had to ask him. I was like, come on, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Amy? My boyfriend's mother sewed my dress, and it was, I remember it was like teal green crushed velvet with like, I loved it so much. I felt like such a grown-up. That well, sounds like something in my closet. <laughs> Danny, did you go to prom? I did. I did go to prom, and 
I married my prom date. Oh. 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 Well, that's quite a prom story. Congratulations. Wow. I believe in the movie world they call that a true payoff. <laughs> <laughs> I really love this story because I think we're just fighting really hard to be ourselves. And I was just wondering, as a last question for anybody out there who feels lost trying to get to their true self, and maybe they make a big mess of it along the way, what is one thing you would say to just be okay with being you? What I love in the movie um, about Julianne and Ben's relationship is Julianne's character has so much unconditional love for her son. And I would say to myself that you are deserving of love just by being a person who is here on this planet. I like that. I love that. <laughs> Maybe I would say that uncertainty can be part of who you are, that you don't have to make a hard decision or a hard choice. You don't have to have all the answers about who you are and there's no finish line of like, I am who I am and I've reached that point. I think any kind of struggle or direction or journey towards that, as long as that's your intent and that's what you're moving towards and that's your kind of North Star, then I think that is being authentically yourself, even if what that looks like continues to change all the time. Thank you so much for letting me come to your press junket. <laughs> this is Josie Gala reporting from South Glen South Videography Club. For Dear Evan Hansen, thank you. <laughs> of a lifetime. Yeah. I'm so happy we can finally give it away that I got to meet her. I love your answer about your uncertainty. Yeah. But I feel like that's an underrated thing you brought up. For sure. I feel like there is a great concern all across the board in our modern current time with black and white and yes and no and right and wrong and cancel this and cancel that. There's a lot of finite things that we're all craving and I feel like we have to refine the comfortability with nuance and with gray area and giving ourselves the grace to still be figuring things out and not have hard answers and hard choices and decisions about who we are and not having no ability to go back on those things or rethink those things. I feel like comfortability in that unknown and uncertainty, as you said, is like, by definition, that's being yourself, I think. It's, it's admitting that you know nothing is perfect and nothing is finite and everything is always in progress and like that to me is way more authentic than somebody saying here are the three things about who I am and those are never going to change because everything changes. I mean who knew that we would all be in a pandemic for two years and that everybody would be here wearing masks like we could have never known that so I feel like giving yourself the space and the grace to change and learn and grow and change your mind and take things back and make mistakes and be forgiven for them like that's where I think we all need to focus a little more hopefully. Wow. 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 <laughs> Um, okay, we have to take a quick break, but we're going to be right back um, with more Ben Platt. Sound the gifting panic alarm. We've all been there. You need to find the perfect gift. You have absolutely zero ideas and you don't know where to start. Relax. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. 
Gift Mode takes the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. Just answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like, and Gift Mode gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Imagine pages of artisan espresso mugs for the coffee connoisseur in your life. Or for the pickleballer, customized paddle covers in every shade imaginable. Etsy's got you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. So you just didn't eat last night? I wasn't hungry. You're a senior in high school. You need to be able to order dinner for yourself. You can do it all online. You don't have to talk to anybody. Okay, well, that's not that's not true, actually, though, because um, the credit card's expired, so you have to meet the delivery person at the door. You know, you have to pay them with cash at the door. You have to greet them. You know, you have to figure out the right, the right, um, the, the proper greeting. Okay. This is what you're supposed to be working on, sweetheart, with Dr. Sherman. Have you been doing those letters he wants you to do? Dear Evan Hansen. I mean, I'm definitely... I've been trying to. Oh. Oh. It's, it's the best play, and now it's the best movie. And, um, you know, writing letters uh, to yourself, by the way, is such a clever idea. And I know it's a conceit for the storyline, mm -hmm. but writing yeah. is such a powerful thing. For sure. For me, it's I, songwriting is how I get all of my, you know, feelings that I'm having difficulty processing or experiences that I don't quite understand out. And it's a really cathartic kind of outlet to have to just express things similarly to theater and that you can't express um, by chatting. And your new album that I'm so excited about. <laughs> wrote this quarantined in your bedroom, mm -hmm. which sounds almost like childhood rather than like this is your adult, you know, dream album. What was it like writing this album in your childhood bedroom? Um, being in my, I moved home for the pandemic to live with my, with my parents and staying in my childhood bedroom and seeing all of my like theater posters on the wall and my old clothes and stuff, I felt this really weird like uh, limbo where I was like caught between all this nostalgia and like my teen self and who I used to be and what I used to care about and then all of a sudden feeling like a little more evolved and adult-ish and you know in a new relationship and just feeling so different from that now and I think like being caught between those two worlds in that bedroom is like ended up being a really inspiring place to write and that's kind of where the whole album came from so I wrote a lot of it over zoom with my co-writers on my little keyboard that's still in my bedroom and um and then it came out. <laughs> so you quarantined in LA and now you're back in New York. Ish. I'm kind of all over the place because of the film and promoting and stuff. And Traveling uh, again. Yes, and my boyfriend works on the show called The Good Doctor, so he shoots in Vancouver. So I'm trying to be close to the West whenever I can. But New York is where my heart is and where I want to be. So I'm, I'm hoping to be here <clears throat> for the long well, run. Well, I have um, a quick uh, rapid fire questions for you about New York, okay. if you will. It's called New York Minute. <laughs> In there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, start it now. Favorite date spot? Oh, uh, uh, ABC Cocina, really yummy restaurant. Oh, yes. Okay, best New York bagel? Oh, God. Um, uh, a bodega bagel. Okay, best spot for people watching? 
Oh, um, maybe Prospect Park is fun. Mm -hmm. uh, favorite view of the city? Oh, from my apartment window. Oh! <laughs> Best place to cry? My bed. <laughs> Best New York pizza? Francesco's on the Upper West Side. Oh, hitting that today. Best coffee? Um, Starbucks. Okay. Good. <laughs> Best subway line? Best subway, the one. I use the one the most. Mm -hmm. uh, worst subway line? Um, I, uh, they're all fine. Okay, perfect. I guess that was, that's good. Gotcha. Favorite New York movie? Oh, oh. That's so hard. I know. Oh, well, this is called New York Minute, so New York Minute, the Ashley's Mary Kate and Ashley movie. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, that is so fun. Uh, one place you wanted to go but never have had the chance. Ah! Um, I, oh, Coney Island. I've never been to Coney Island. No way, really? Yes, I, yeah. Okay, well, we're going to get you to Coney Island, by the way. Can I, can I go to Coney Island with you? Yeah. Yeah, let's go. Okay, and before you go, we wanted to do a little something to celebrate your birthday, so we got you these. <gasps> Yay! Yay! My handsome. Mm -hmm. They play best friends in the movie in Dear Evan Hansen. Family and so um, <laughs> who better to call on than your real life and cinematic best friend? <gasps> oh my God. You gotta look at that. So cute. How so great cute. is that? They're so cute. Um, and I'm wondering if we could go out on Unhappy Birthday to Ben's song. Today, everyone in the audience is going home with a copy of the soundtrack. Thanks to Nick Dodani for showing yeah, up. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Thank you to the audience. We get to sing the band. And now you get to take it home with you. Thank you. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500.
Welcome back. Um, check this out. A nightmare scenario. You find out that your friends are talking behind your back. An even bigger nightmare, you find out through a viral video on TikTok. Watch this. I hate to be the one to stick my nose where it doesn't belong, but if your name's Marissa, please listen up. I just walked by your friends and I need to tell you that the weekend you're away is not the only time that they could do their birthday party. They are choosing to do it the weekend you're away and you need to know. TikTok, help me find Marissa. Okay, well, he actually found Marissa and her name is Marissa Mize. And these people were in fact her friends. This became a giant New York Times story. They were conspiring against her. But this was just the start of a much more epic story. Marissa said goodbye to fake friends and started a nationwide movement that was even featured in the New York Times, which I just showed you. And she's here exclusively to tell us about it. Please welcome Marissa Mize. I'm gonna be super honest, I'm starstruck by you. I have been so excited. Okay, I feel the same way about you, so we're on the same page, it's all right. Like, your story has everything that kind of is the meaning of life for me wrapped up in one beautiful burrito. And I have to ask you, like, what was, as a human being, your first reaction when you saw that TikTok video and how it found its way to you? Yeah, I think when I when I first saw the video, I got it sent to me by so many different people. And I watched the video originally, and it was that kind of like gut feeling that there was so many details in the video that just added up too much that was very specific to me. And so after that, I um, posted a video back saying, hey, I think this is about me, and I don't know what to do, you know? And overnight, I gained 100,000 followers. I got thousands and thousands of messages from people all around the world. And um, I think that's when it kind of just hit me in, into how, how much people were relating about this. So you took your lemons and you made the biggest picture of lemonade ever. <laughs> Tell us what you did next. Yeah, since I received so many of those messages from just so many people from all over of saying, you know, let's be friends, forget your old friends, you know, what do, you, what do I take from that? And that's when I decided to have the first meetup in Central Park, and that's when No More Lonely Friends was born. So, yeah. You started with one meetup, um, but it turned into literally the epitome of a movement. How do you think it grew so fast? Um, I posted one video from the first original meetup and that went viral as well. And people were like, come to my city. I want this in my city. I, I want friends in my city. This has happened to me. And that's when I started doing Los Angeles, San Francisco, Boston, Philly, DC. Uh, this past weekend was Nashville, Raleigh. I mean, and there's so many more until the end of this year. How cool that <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I love all the layers in this 
story. Yeah. And it just shows you, like, also it doesn't go to, like, a mean girl's place of, like, yeah, screw those friends. It's, like, actually, we should all avoid toxic friendships and let's meet up and fight for it and find it and get it and seek it out. And we actually have someone in the audience who went to a meetup, Sylvia. Thank you uh, for showing up today and uh, being able to give us a firsthand kind of account of what this has brought to your life. Well, um, I followed Marissa from the beginning, and so um, I was like, I have to go. Even though I have anxiety and I was scared to go, I went anyway. <laughs> so, but I got there and um, I saw Marissa. Right away, she gave me a big hug, and then she introduced me to some other people. We all sat down. They offered me their blankets. They offered me food. They offered me water. We all just started talking. It was just like a lot of light and positivity. And um, it was just a great experience overall. The ages didn't matter. I'm 53. Everybody was so loving. And Marissa, I just want to tell you, it only takes one person in this world to make a difference. And you are that one person. True. Making me crowd here, man. <laughs> Good. You deserve to feel all those feelings. Oh. And I can't thank you enough. I mean, when I hoped you would share your experience, I could have never hoped that it would be so personal and eloquent and powerful. Thank you. And it, it brought tears to my eyes. Um, we all need each other. Yeah. We actually have a few other people here who you have inspired. Um, there's 55 people here. Um, will you guys stand up? because of you and because of the beautiful organization and movement you have started, No More Lonely oh, Friends. I love you guys, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Looking for some life hacks? Oh, we got you covered. Look at this. I love buying supermarket flowers and making them into an expensive looking flower arrangement. I got white hydrangeas and roses from Costco, picked a large gold bowl, put a clear vase inside the bowl with water and used the taping technique. I then pulled the green leaves of my hydrangeas. Then I trimmed them and put them inside the bowl with the water. The taping technique holds the flowers in place and helps fill up the bowls faster. I added my roses, I lit up my candle, and here's how it all looks in my kitchen. That's genius! Why didn't I think of that?
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. It's time for Drew's News, your good news edamame. And today I've got two fantastic news beans in the news pod. It's co-host of CBS Mornings, the lovely Nate Burleson. Freaking out to be next to you. I'll get into that in a minute. Yeah. And obviously the co-host of Drew's News right here every day, my anchor, Ross Matthews. Hi. Hi. Okay. Can we just say how excited we are that you are here today? I, I am a huge Seahawks fan. Go what? Go That's what I'm talking about. Yes. I know. Ross, you love football. Oh, every, every Sunday. You want to hang out? You want to go yeah, watch football? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. You want to go in a, get in a fantasy league together? Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, a little, I'm a little worried my fantasy league might be different than yours, though. Okay. What, what fantasy are we talking about? Yeah, yeah exactly, Nate. Okay, That's right. where I was going. <laughs> I think when it comes to, to football, your fantasies, I mean, they might align, actually. Uh, honestly, if we could go out and just toss the football around on, like, 57th Street, could you ever do that let's with Let's do that. 100%. Okay, stay tuned. So now we have a date. I got to come back. Okay. We're good with that? I'm just so glad you're here in the first place because I bragged to my kids about this. You would think I was like, girls, I am going to get to co-anchor CBS morning news. And they were like, <sighs> and I am there and I'm watching you, Nate, and I'm literally like this is the biggest star this is a star oh, thank you star 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 and i was talking to shauna the producer and i was like i mean i can't take my eyes off him he has just got it he is a star and obviously she knew something that she couldn't tell me at the time but then it was announced that you are the co-host permanently yes And CBS Mornings is just on fire. And I'm just so glad that you're a huge part of that um, because you really are. You can't take your eyes off of you, uh, Nate. I'm, you're so good. I want to stay here. I like this company. <laughs> yeah, you should. But no, no, I, I, I appreciate that. And, and I'm just part of the team. And it's not just uh, Gail, Tony, and I. Um, we have a long list of men and women um, that have come before us and that are working with us now. And sometimes the world can seem a bit chaotic. And sometimes the news can pull you down a little bit. But what we do is we give you the news and we give you it in a way that you are equipped to take on the world, but then also we will uplift you. We will make you smile and give you something that you yes. can feel like you can take on the rest of your day with. Uh, That's I, what we do on CBS Mornings. We could use a little bit of that. Thank you for that. Thank you to CBS Mornings. That's right. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, shall we get into some news? Oh, let's do yeah. it. Let's get into All some right. news. Right. Okay. okay. This one's a fun one, and I think, like, made and tailored for you, Nate. It's scary movie season. That's right, it's Halloween. Uh-huh. Ooh. 
<laughs> um, that is the vision of a middle-aged white woman cracking herself up. <laughs> um, and we've got big questions for horror fans. Can an indie horror movie be just as scary as one with a huge budget? The New York Post reports that a company called Finance Buzz is gonna test this. They're hiring a horror heart rate analyst what? to watch 13 scary movies across all budgets while wearing heart rate monitors. <laughs> I know, I love this. The movies range from a paranormal activity, which mm. costs 15,000 to make, a good one. to a quiet place too, which costs 60 million. Ooh. All right, Nate. Yes. Thoughts. I love horror movies. Oh God. I'm all in, I'm all in. You guys love horror movies? You feel me? Got a couple snaps up there, yeah. I feel like uh, fear is something we don't tap into enough. You know, I what? love a good jump out scare when you're walking down the hallway. Oh, I love a good haunted no. house. No. Um, you know who you don't want to be sitting um, in front of in a horror movie? Ross Matthews, okay? Really? Because it's, it, it's not for me. I'd rather watch Bridges in Madison County a hundred times than one horror movie. Give me Steel Magnolias. You, ha you think the movie's scary? Wait till you hear me shriek behind you. Not good. No, listen, there's nothing like watching a movie so scary that you gotta watch cartoons before you go to bed. <laughs> you know I'm, I'm, I'm talking about a, a movie so scary Never. that when you take out the trash at night, you run full speed back to the house because you're like, the boogeyman's coming. Yes! Like, yep. All right, we have you here. You look amazing, so we have to talk about a fashion comeback. Mm -hmm. All right, now, Barrymore, you are at the cutting edge of this one. Take a look. The New York Times reports that the sweater vest, oh, she back, and this time she is sexy. Check this out. Shawn Mendes, Harry Styles, Dwayne Johnson, all rocking a sexy vest. Now, Drew, I actually looked at the show and I noticed you have, on occasion, worn a sweater vest on this show. Um, and I think the audience just voted you vest dressed, oh, yes. okay. I'm actually, I'm wearing one today, too. But, um, for women wearing vests, um, my chest can look like two Egg McMuffins in a vest, so I gotta be careful. You gotta choose that vest really wisely. Um, not, it's true, though. Now listen, I'm not exactly what you would call a boob man, so I don't get it, <laughs> but Egg McMuffin, Drew? Just, like, weird. It, just, it can make you, it can give you an odd well, shape well, listen, as a woman. Egg McMuffins huh. are very popular, so... And I'm so just throwing it out there. <laughs> I don't even know how, Nate, you're gonna transition I, listen, into I, the I, next story. I, I love a good sweater vest. Yes. Um, I, I rock sweater vests. Look at that, that's me. Look yes. at you. At work. Yes. You see that? And Nate, you know, you're such a fashionable man. You have a whole, like, suit situation. I do. And shoes. Yeah. And well, I got my, I got my legs out right now. Oh, hey. Sorry, I didn't mean to show my Egg McMuffins. Uh, I was put just that thinking, away. that's like medieval times, like turkey, like oh my yeah. God. situation. You know, a little, little seriousness up top, oh. party on the bottom. I love it. What was the catalyst uh, for fashion for you? Because you have a line of suits, you have yeah. many pairs of shoes you collect. No 
What, what, where did that sort of impetus get born? I've always felt like um, what we put on our exterior says, says a lot about who we are and how we feel about ourselves. And, and I wanted to create a, clo a clothing line that was affordable, that was fresh and fly, that a young man who didn't have a ton of money in his pocket could buy so he can look good when he's doing his thing. Oh, Uh, you guys gonna make me cry up in here. Well, uh, it's, it's happened before. Well, it's yeah. all right. Now let me let me jump in. Can I jump in and get yeah, to the next yes. one? Yeah, right, let me do your this. story. All right, can I do this in my in my news voice? Mm -hmm. You know, I've been working on this. We'd be honored for you to bring it here. <clears throat> all right, uh, next we're talking about weddings. Uh, Ross, I know you're planning one, so we'll get your take in just a bit. Okay. Okay. Metro reports that even with the challenges of planning a wedding in the pandemic, couples still feel the pressure to invite people they do not like. <laughs> a British study found. 83% of those people invited unwanted guests to their special day. Many said the undesired guests often the plus one of someone they genuinely like or a family member. Ross, oh God. you're making a wedding happen soon. Yes. How do you feel about this? Well, I'm literally, well, thank you. Hi. Yes, I am literally <laughs> like putting together the invite list right now. And so I feel this pain, <laughs> this pain right. because I never thought about it before. But did you know that weddings can be very expensive? <laughs> And so as I'm putting the list together, I'm like, I like you, but I don't like love you. I don't like you like that. <laughs> you know, like, I think you're great, but. Um, so you literally swiping left on the invitation list? Yeah, and you know, you know me, like I'm nice, but I am brutal when it comes to this invite list. Uh, girl, tr just face facts. If we're not close, you're not coming, all right? <laughs> uh, yeah, so no Ross, where it. are you at with it? Like, how do you, where do you feel at your peace? Like, where's your boundaries? Well, I, 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 we're putting it together now. The truth is, you know, growing up as a little farm kid in a farm town, I never thought I'd get to have a wedding. You know, right. I never saw gay people grown up marrying because it wasn't allowed. And Wellington, my fiance, is an immigrant from Dominican Republic. Mm. He, he didn't imagine this future for us. And so now the fact that we do get to get marri married is so beautiful. And I, can I brag for just a little second? Yeah. No one's seen this yet, but this is the latest issue of Sophisticated Weddings magazine. And Wellington and I are the very first same-sex couple ever featured in the magazine. You know, just kids around anywhere now can look at this and know that they are equal and they are worthy and they can be fabulous too. Mm. Well, all right, we'll be right back with more Truth News. <laughs> what makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. 
All right, and finally, so many people dream of seeing New York City one day. Here we all are, but there are people who still want to get here. Right. And our next story is about a nine-year-old who made it happen. Um, the Week reports Shepard Culver dreamed of seeing the Statue of Liberty. So this summer, he and his dad hopped on their bikes and they drove on over. Oh. That's right. They drove all the way from Washington State. What? Road. The journey was 3,300 miles and it took 19 weeks. Ooh. And it was made even sweeter because their first attempt was cut short when uh, Shepard was diagnosed with diabetes. But he's mm. doing great and he made it this time. And I just, I love this story. It's amazing. I, I, I wonder, you know, I'm so inspired. Aww. Look at them. You're so inspired to do something amazing like this, but you know, 3,000 miles, that's a long, that is a big, big commitment. And, and I just, um, I'm proud of them. I don't know that I could yeah. do that. But I'd love to think that I could do something like this. This is amazing. And think it about is. that memory that he has created with his nine-year-old son mm. that for the rest of his life, he's going to think about that time. He went from Washington. I'm from Washington. I know. I know how far the Pacific Northwest yeah. is. And on a bike, make it all the way out here. That is, give him a round of applause. That's amazing. By the way, commitment. would you ever do that with your kids? You know what? After seeing that, and as sentimental as it is, no, absolutely not. You crazy? You crazy? No, I, I barely go around the block. I really fear what my kids would do if I told them this was happening. Right. I, yeah. I, I would literally have to get that young gentleman on the phone and have him like give it real to my girls. I, what, what kids do this? The, yeah. What parents are able to inspire this in their kids? This makes me feel like a dysfunctional parent with yeah. major aspiration goals. So good for you, <laughs> yeah. good family. For you. Yeah. No doubt. Literally, yeah. it's like, wow. That was incredible. It's like, that was incredible. That would not be easy. No, no. not at all. No. Well, Nate Burleson, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. And obviously, catch him on CBS Mornings um, every weekday on a show that is just. We're so proud also to be linked together, you know, because in a lot of um, markets and cities, it's CBS Mornings and then us. So what an honor to be sibling shows. No doubt. What an honor to be uh, working with you. And I just more, more, more. Yeah, no doubt. Wake up with us and stay with you guys, right? Yes. yes. And we have football to play and good news stories to promote. And we'll That's be right. right back. More. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back. Our little yellow book picked 
today is a mini garden you can grow on your countertop, the Personal Rise Garden. In just 30 days, you can grow and harvest herbs and veggies and greens. And like a little farmer from the future, you can control it all with an app on your phone. What? I know. Oh, you thought you knew what this was? No, you didn't. I didn't. Um, well, you... let us explain. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you, uh, you always talk about growing up like in the farm oh, yeah. area. Oh yeah, I picked spinach, I worked at a bulb factory, I worked at a berry stand where I'd say, have a berry good day. But, <laughs> but now we live in New York City. I can't be a farmer, Drew. Well, and this technology can help you. It uses LED technology so you can grow year-round. Everything from mint to basil to tomatoes and baby eggplants. <laughs> so my farmer days are back. It's a very good day. <laughs> um, and the team at Rise Gardens has a special treat for all of our guests in the audience today. That's right. You're getting a personal indoor garden. <laughs> today and take it with you. Let's cultivate our gardens. Have a fantastic day. Hey there, I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything, that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these moments. Their stories are full of candor and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.